There, these days especially, there is no real man-woman role. Amen. It's different, right? And it, and we've known that since the beginning, but that, doesn't make it easy to navigate. I can't believe we came to that realization quite early, is that there's no man-woman role anymore, and that it's all about what works best for the pair of you. And you got to figure out what that is. There's and, no such thing as normal. Yeah. And give up the give up the uh, inherent need or want to be so stubborn that you're going to get your way no matter what, mm. right? Or that you're always right. Yeah. You're listening to Rebel Heart Radio, hosted by nutritional therapist Cassie Knavel and professional esthetician and makeup artist Genevieve Blair. A lifestyle podcast about clean living, making money, and badass people that inspire us endlessly. We created this podcast to walk through the tough moments of life with you, inspire you to live more intentionally, and frankly, because we like to talk. Thanks for joining us today. Make sure to catch our weekly episode and subscribe to us anywhere you listen to podcasts. If you have iTunes, we would be forever grateful for your review on our podcast. Let's get to our latest episode. The materials and content within this podcast are for general information and educational purposes only and are not to be considered a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Okay, since it's Valentine's week, we are um, going to answer a listener question, actually, just for our little what's up segment, and it's what do you guys do for Valentine's Day? Nothing. <laughs> Literally. So Jen and Sky, nothing? I, I mean, we we take it as a cue to, I guess, express our feelings for each other or just go, okay, we need to put a little more intention, but we almost never celebrate on the day. I have idealistic issues, qualms, if you will, with Valentine's Day because everyone who owns a business seems to believe that they can just raise their prices by 50% and that everyone will pay them. And that anything, do. Yeah, and that anything that's the color pink is all of a sudden or red. $50. Or, <laughs> and I, I just see it. It's, I hate being duped and I hate being like manipulated. He's a type five so Enneagram if you're interested. I'm like, know. yeah, weekend before or after or two weekends after just whatever. Then we'll do something late. We'll do something then. Yeah, we, we, we try to keep it pretty simple. Mm. More of a cue to... Oh, yeah, I, I really haven't expressed my appreciation, but we don't make a big to-do of it. What about you guys? Nothing. Ah, okay. As, as a questioner, the 14th <laughs> is an arbitrary date, mm-hmm. and, uh, yeah, you feel like you're just kind of going with the flow and the yeah. flock, and I don't want to do that. No. We So we used to, <laughs> we used to try to do stuff, I think, mm-hmm. because we both felt like we should. Yeah. Like we had to. We must be unhealthy if and we then, don't XYZ on Valentine's, right? No, no, no. Yeah, no. And we then, must not love each and other. Then, and yeah. then I kind of always say, well, we we just kind of use it as an excuse to like go out. And now I'm literally like going out on Valentine's Day sounds like a nightmare. Mm-hmm. And uh-huh. we both have been in the food service industry and done the whole Valentine's thing on our side of it. There's a lot of money to be made, Skylar. There's right. a lot of money. And so yeah. we never, for the, the majority of like, I don't know, the first 10 years of our marriage one of us worked in food service or both of us and yep. so we worked on valentine's day and i was just like get that scrilla i'm just gonna make some money anyway i mean <laughs> on the serving side of things i mean that's depending on where you work it's like three four five six hundred dollar night and tips <laughs> try to take me out for a date no way i'm working like <laughs> yeah no kidding that's a so, day. Yeah. 
early in our marriage, I was like, do you want to go out on this date? And she's like, I'm going to be no. working. I don't know. <laughs> I'm like, okay. Because <laughs> we answered that question. And he was like, okay, that's pretty easy. So we don't, we don't even like use it as like a time to like circumvent and be like, well, just around then do, nope, nope. I mean, my birthday, date my night. birthday is February 26th. Oh. So I'm just like, just make the birthday You're like, good. this is my month, Josh. Yeah. You just okay. make that birthday good, okay? February's, <laughs> just do that. February is always a difficult time. <laughs> Listen, he always sucks it up on my birthday because he's oh. so busy. And it honestly took me up, up until like last year to just give him the grace and understanding to be like, we will celebrate my birthday when ski team is done. No, I can't Because relate. it's too much. He has state and I have the NTA conference and it all happens in this like cluster F of like circumstances for years you try and no and i took it so personally for so many years and i was just like you know what no it's it's not that big of a deal and then we had a kid and you let it go i didn't let it go right when we had a kid (laughs) she's like i did try i'm not gonna give myself that much credit money for that yet but there will be the time when it's like you guys are both busy it's like hey uh, what are you doing Saturday? Nothing. Oh, I'm not doing anything either. Let's meet in Hawaii for like eight hours. I just told Josh, we were talking about how um, eights are very driven toward like spontaneity or like gut decisions. And he's like, I, I can't stand that about about your personality type because he's like, I want like structure. I want to know ahead of time. Plans. Planning and like or like looking at all the scenarios and everything and i was like babe later on in life when we have money i'm literally just gonna be like hey i got tickets we're going to mexico this weekend <laughs> and then i'm gonna be stuck with trying to fill out sub plans for a week and a half and i'm gonna be like i don't care fill out your sub plans oh. <laughs> no no this is when she goes okay josh i'm just gonna bring jen <laughs> you joke you joke we don't we've always we have always joked about taking separate vacations Oh my gosh, really? We like, we, like, we like vacations together, but we do a lot more like staycationing, road tripping. I we love to go camping so more. But uh, He'd be I'm, like, hey! I'm not comfortable with you going out of the country without me. Uh, Cass mainly because like, I'm overly protective. <laughs> I'm overly protective too, so I got you. Yeah, I'll take so, care of her. <laughs> but like, going off and going to, you know, anywhere inside the United States with your oops, sorry with like one of your best friends that that doesn't bother me no he, he let's be real he just wants to go out of the country with you exactly yeah he just wants to come too which i totally understand <laughs> well, yeah. all right so mexico the verdict to our lovely listeners are valentine's day a nah nada nah so now i hope you feel the room in the space to do nada <laughs> if you so choose and if you don't no judgment yeah if you do hey you do you like celebrate go have fun yeah, I do like the flowers. <laughs> the flowers are nice. They're 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 marked up, man. They're still beautiful. By the time you get to it, Mr. Busy, you're like <laughs> the, the haggard flowers. Oh my goodness. And he's like, they're only five dollars. I'm like, you probably still got overcharged. Yep. <laughs> Welcome everyone to our freaking Valentine's Day week episode and we are bringing to you our husbands. All the fun things. <laughs> and they're so excited. I don't know. I think they might be a little nervous. But... I think they both just tight lips smiled <laughs> at the same time. <laughs> well, we're really excited to have them here because they are incredibly supportive counterparts to us and we've kind of been secretly grooming them to be on the podcast since, since it the started. Beginning. He's like, what? Is that yeah. sort of what's been happening? It's been it's been secretly <laughs> talked about quite a bit. Yeah, really I'm pretty has. sure from the very beginning we we're like, someday we'll bring you guys on the podcast. 
I think episode one. I think we did. There was a mention of it. I think we might have talked about it in our intro. Yeah, we absolutely did. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if anybody listens to those because they're two hours long, though. No, no, the intro. Like, you're talking about the 11 minute one, like the super short intro. Oh, one? Mm, or no. one like Cassie's episode. It might have been Cassie's episode. Yes. I think it was one of the first ones. Yeah, yeah definitely. That makes me feel good. He listened to it. <laughs> he does. He does do. listen. listen. Well, your parents even said they learned more about you, Jen, during I, your episode. Yeah, well. <laughs> probably because i told stories that they didn't know <laughs> i mean whoops college you know yeah that whole time yeah the Utah. time where you were like trying to figure yourself out they were like wait a minute who is okay. this person well let's have the guys tell us a little bit more yeah. about themselves or tell the audience because we kind of already know so skylar why don't you tell us where you're from what you do and what you think about all of this okay <laughs> um i'm from Provo, Utah. <laughs> He's always so proud to be like, I'm from Provo. I don't. Many, many uh, ask me, wait, wh- what? Where are you from? No, you're not. It's a there. it's a college town. If you don't know where Utah, Provo, Utah is, is it's like two major colleges, like a state and then a religious, big religious school all smushed together. Let's just say a certain kind of stock hail from Provo and I don't match the criteria apparently no so I currently what I do uh for work is I sell and project manage um commercial HVAC which basically is a fancy way of saying the stuff that heats and cools commercial spaces so restaurants warehouses dealerships schools anything besides homes (laughs) anything but homes i will never do that again yeah did that (laughs) for a short time bad memories happy to be done with that uh i think all this is awesome what you guys are doing um i think it's great um he checks my stats before me sometimes i do i I say (laughs) so hey so how's it going so how many how many listens per episode you got he's like wow you got like 100 more listens today (laughs) i'm very interested in the success uh but i have a very healthy respect for knowledge in it in in the first place and oh i'm so excited to tell you why well and i yeah and i don't (laughs) necessarily um i totally subscribe to college and, and whatnot i totally get it but i know that there are some industries uh let's say for example business where you know, you could probably Google most of what you need to know and you don't need to take certain classes like, you know, introductory to HR, which I hated that class. Introductory I- to HR. Be nice to people or and IT. listen to them when they talk to you. No, Done. that's useless. We don't need that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I think it's great. I think it's absolutely awesome. And uh, I 100 percent uh, support your guys' partnership. So. He, he really does. As we're currently sitting in the studio that he built me. Which you didn't know was going to be for podcasting. But that is one of the purposes. (laughs) Well, there was a whisper of it when we built this exterior thing. It was like, maybe someday I'd love to have room to put up a table to podcast. I think it was before you and I even talked about it, though. Mm -hmm. But here we are. It's a shack with like greenhouse plastic. Hey, this is a far cry from my Dexter room. That's true. That's good. It used to be just all plastic and it really genuinely looked like a Dexter room. It was kind of creepy for people that were really into Dexter. (laughs) But, you know, it's fine. I'm happy you came. Yeah. I'm happy you agreed to do this. I'm happy to be here. You know, several times he was like, so what? What do we, we were what both are we kind of surprised. I feel like both of them, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like both of our husbands are people who like will happily be behind the scenes helping always. 
but not really like being in the spotlight and we're used to being in the spotlight yeah whether we're comfortable with it or not so that sounds fairly accurate <laughs> well, the first okay. thought i had was like nobody wants to hear what i have to say and i was like yes they do i want to hear more about josh tell me a little bit about yourself man I know actually quite a bit of it already. I was going to say, um, <laughs> your daughter was super surprised that we went to school together a long, like 15 years ago was, she was beyond like, her, like, she just couldn't even comprehend. Okay. Like, what does that even mean? Today, we listened to Spice Girls, and then we listened to NSYNC, and I was like, this stuff came out, I think, when I was in junior high, and she just couldn't even, could not even handle it. She just... How old were you? And I was like, probably 12. And she goes, you were 12? Oh, we're ancient. Yeah. <laughs> but she referred to you in the house. She was like, Cassie, your husband. <laughs> it was pretty cute. Just wait till she gets to history class and she's just going to mind blown. I know she is. Yeah. She's going to soak it all in and be like, well, there was stuff before me. What? <laughs> right. Well, so Genevieve well. and I went to school. Sorry. No, you're good. Um, together, uh, Cassie and I as well. And. Well, I'm from boring Oregon. What? Wah, wah, wah. Yeah. <laughs> it's even better than In fact, I readily admit very often. <laughs> it's um, a beautiful place, though. Sure. There's not much to do. We both went to boring middle school, yeah? That's true. We did go to boring middle yes. school. We were boring bears. <laughs> it's, he, did you just hear what, what did he, he say? <laughs> he said there's not much to do. No, that's what she said. I was just I was laughing about it because oh. it was just... It's so perfectly. It's pretty. Yeah, it's pretty funny. It's, it's one long hallway. It's self-described. Yeah. Sure. Mm, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, it's a great place to be. It was a good place to grow up. It, yeah, it was. It's a great place for kids to grow up. Well, what do you do now? Uh, I'm currently uh, in education. I teach uh, eighth grade science, and Ooh. yeah, <laughs> I didn't think I would end up there. I thought I was going to be in like high school, and oh, it turns out that I'm quirky enough to make it work. <laughs> Junior high. Junior high. All age junior high? Like 6th, 7th, 6th, 7th, 8th. Oh. Yeah. See, okay. I think that's fantastic because most people think, oh, junior high is awful. I actually really enjoyed coaching that age, believe it or not. It takes a special kind of person and you have to be, you kind of have to allow yourself to be that Mm -hmm. and it's a little awkward. It's awkward for the teachers. It's awkward for the kids. Like Mm -hmm. it just does. And you guys both have that in spades. I think we do too. We can handle it. Yeah. So Josh also coaches the high school ski team as well. Mm. So I do get my high school fix. Oh, there you go. I think high school sports is better anyway. It is so much better to see them actually like grow up and you're like, oh, you made it. You you grew up and it's going to be okay. Do you get them through junior high and then you get to coach them and If they join the team, yeah. But then I also kind of get to see them in the hallways when I'm in the high school. Mm. So it's like, oh. You're still in school? That is fantastic. <laughs> Things are going well. I'm so happy. I'll never you. forget the first uh, class that Josh had had in school that graduated from high school and then went on to college. He was like, they're going to be okay. I did. I did it. I didn't mess everything up for them. <laughs> Who trusted me to be a teacher? I don't know. Dude, I, I can relate. My my Some of my favorite cheerleaders I started coaching when they were 9, 10, 11, they're getting married and having babies now. And I'm just like how what i mean they're old enough they're like doing life and i cannot i cannot believe how quickly that came you just have to be excited for them and just just be okay with it and not remember them in the state they were and now try to treat them as adults (laughs) yeah i'm sure that's a challenging transition it back to middle school (laughs) why don't you guys tell everybody jen and skylar how you guys met 
and how long you've been together. Yeah, we don't go far as back as you guys, <laughs> but we have been married similar. Yes. Uh, we, I'm sorry. I keep we were, moving the mic towards his yeah. face. We were married, or sorry, we met in when I was 20. Um, I was, yeah, I was barely 20. Yeah. You had, uh, or no, was I 21? Yeah, you were barely 21 and I was Unimportant just freshly 20. details, really. I mean, Well, we were in our early 20s and I had moved to Provo because my brother was going to school there. And it, I, I just Someone needed... Someone tricked you to move there? I, just, oh. <laughs> I needed... I had lived in the same city my whole life. I was ready to kind of venture out and meet new people and I kind of just become my own self. And my brother convinced me to move to Utah because... Uh, I didn't know anybody else anywhere else, and it was too scary to move somewhere where I knew absolutely nobody, so I just moved somewhere where I knew one person. (laughs) It made sense to me at the time. I was like, I'm going to do this, and he grew up in Provo, and I, (laughs) to be honest, it was not, it was a harder move than I thought it was going to be, and it was difficult to make friends, and I started going out to, uh, like, underground punk shows, Mm -hmm. and I attended a lot of um, small venue shows, and that's technically how we met. Actually, technically, we met because of MySpace, but because in of it, not on passively, it. Passively, uh, indirectly. <laughs> I was not really on MySpace at the time. No, no, no. One of his high school friends was, invited me to a show. Yeah. So. And then he was, and then he was running the soundboard? Yeah, well, we had, I played in this crappy band, and we weren't any good, and we had just finished um, playing in the venue that we built, and when I say built, I mean just we convinced the owner of the pool hall that the upstairs would be a good place for a venue. They did a good job, though. It wasn't wasn't bad. So whenever (laughs) we didn't have a band show up, we would just play instead, and so, you know, over the course of like two or three years, we played like 50 shows in this little crappy, you know, pool hall. and it was it was a great place to meet people, and I was you know in a uh, what I like to refer to as a personality state of flux. So <laughs> I had that's a gentle way to say. That. I had uh, different uh, style choices. You'd you'd say that he I had was... fire engine red spot right yes. in his hair. I had dyed part of my hair. It was super emo, and I'm just ugh. I'm just thinking like of the lead singer of Fall Out Boy right now. Pretty much, yeah. yeah. Uh, either either lead singer or what is he the drummer no the bassist no, what's his name ba- pete he's a, yeah. something anyway. oh you're right pete is the bassist. with the like very re- similar hair reverse flock but he's of the seagulls, one who sings you know haircut yeah anyway yep yeah 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 so she picked me out of a crowd she's like oh that looks like an interesting dude <laughs> and um you know i was very lonely at the time but i was very careful with whom i associated with so when she started <laughs> talking to me which by the way for those of you that don't know provo's bubble uh provo's a bubble and the ladies there are all okay sweet broad sweeping statement uh, it's a little unfair but let's say most of the lady young ladies that live there are princesses right there's this well, they're, they're used to a certain decorum this, while you're yeah, dating <laughs> there's this air of chivalry where the man is supposed to come and approach you and, and i'm not from provo no <laughs> she's from Oregon. In Oregon, it's perfectly acceptable right. to approach a and man. I honestly still didn't quite understand that about Utah girls until right. I approached him and started talking to him, and he was kind of doing the who me. I looked behind me. Me? Legitimately looked behind me for <laughs> anyone else to be there because I didn't. I was like, who are you talking to? You know, and I'm like, oh, no, I'm the you. only one around. Talking and then to you. 
instead of responding, I pointed to myself and said, who, me? Like an idiot. So, (laughs) But it was the best because from there, yeah, yeah, from there it turned into this like (laughs) back and forth. He just casually started showing it at all the shows that I go to. Mm Mm-hmm. Real He's, casual. Yeah. And I was like, wow, this is crazy. I keep running into Just you. one grade down from Stalker. Pretty much. She goes, Playing she goes, it cool. Yeah. So she goes to all of Mike's shows. Mike's our mutual friend. He, and she goes, uh, yeah, I go to all of his shows. And I knew Mike had three shows every Friday for the next Did three not weeks. Know. Remember I said that. And so I was like, okay, cool. You know, hey, well, it was nice to meet you. Or, you know, all right, bye. You know? And then oh, you I ran really into playing him. It cool. I you didn't played, even get a number. I played the long game. Yeah, no. I didn't get her number. And in Provo, there are so many college students that if somebody doesn't ask for your number... You literally like never will never see each other again unless yeah. you have a class together or you live in the same apartment complex. And he didn't ask for my number, so I was like, eh, "All so, right." Make a long story short, I show up at the very next Friday and I see her, and I'm like, "Oh my gosh, I totally didn't know you're gonna be here." Lies. <laughs> uh, uh, serendipity, you know, <laughs> platonic experiences before we decide to date. He was very precise about our interactions. I was. That I it was had no idea. Very stalkery. You didn't know until later. No so, idea. yeah, all you stalkers out there, there's a chance. No, I'm just <laughs> Let's just call it knowing what you want and going for there it. Yes. Strategic Rather strategy. That's the right. strategy dating here. That's what that was. Strategy dating. But the funny part the was is he gave me his number. He didn't ask I for did. mine. And so he put the ball in my court. And, yep. and she, just... wanted, she wanted ice cream in February. And I was like, <laughs> you are insane. You're an insane person. And I'm like, person. there's no wrong time for ice cream. Anyway, so that was our first date was pool ice cream del taco talking <laughs> till three in the morning pretty sure it was six tank well then we watched a movie um but we kept it That's pg true. until no no six in the morning he told me by the way i'm not gonna kiss you i did <laughs> on our first I date up, so she snuggled up like next to me we're watching this movie we watched um oh i don't remember the name Fa- i don't even famous, remember it. almost famous That's what pretty sure i wasn't paying attention good movie good flick <laughs> She snuggles up, you know, like a little bunny, you know, and I'm like, I'm like, oh man, I'm like, okay. And he just kind of blurts out, by the way, I'm like, not going to kiss you I didn't tonight. say it like that. I was very smooth. <laughs> I didn't say it like that. No, didn't. I said, oh, Ooh. by the way, I'm not going to be kissing you tonight. And honestly, I was cool with it. Yeah, she's like, cool. I was like, cool. Now I don't have to worry about it. Like, I just, it's like, yeah. okay. I'm like, she's still not running away. This is awesome. So the question, the follow-up question now is, how many dates until a kiss happened? Oh, did we count dates? Well, it was st- at least three weeks. I stretched it out. And I was Dang. so annoyed. I had, see, and I believe in uh, moments, you know? You don't go force a kiss. It's It kind of just happens. <laughs> see, we, strategy. This we is- had like 10, right? And I'm like, nope. Oh, man. Nope. I was so just like, you had at this 10 point, moments? At 10, yeah, like nine or 10. And the reason why is because. Oh, so many times where I thought he was going to actually do it. In Utah, you have a girlfriend for like six months at most before it becomes too physical. A lot of them are, uh, you know, belong to the Church of Jesus, Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. So, you know, it gets too physical and they're like, oh, we're going to have premarital sex if we don't you know split up break so up you end up breaking up and even if you're not a member there it's just turned into a cultural thing it where it's like you only date thing. for a short period of time because it's just <clears throat> not appropriate so i had a bit of so a you prolong the initial and then it'll last longer well <laughs> sort of so <laughs> i basically in all of my relationships this and there complicated. are complicated yeah it's like <laughs> this alien world that's why they called a bubble but so I had this reputation from going from girl to girl to girl to girl, which is totally unfair, but that's exactly Which, what by the happened. way, that was the first thing Mike said to me, our friend that introduced <laughs> us. 
Be careful of that Skylar guy. I was like, tell me about Skylar. He's like, oh, he's always got hot chicks around. And I immediately Just dismissed it. An I was like, over oh. exaggeration of the truth. <laughs> anyway, so a lot of my relationships got physical too quickly and I didn't want it. I, I was like determined to not screw it up. This is where the strategy started with him. Like he was like yeah. from the second we met, he was very strategy driven with everything. As soon as, so I was starting to fall in love with her. And as soon as I fell in love with her personality first in her brain, before I fell in love with the physical side, then I was like, okay, I can kiss you now. And it's like, I'd never <laughs> experienced that before. So and that took nice. 10 moments. After the 10 <laughs> so many moments. Gotcha. Oh my it's gosh. not quantifiable. Okay. Oh. So many times I thought he was going to kiss me and he didn't. Anyway, sorry. Long story. No, no. That I, would I literally it's, drive it's me up a wall. I would be like, bye. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> boy, bye. Oh, she tried everything she could. She I was even, dressed I even... all sexy. And like, <laughs> I, I genuinely was just like, the so. stalking was going both ways. I was so frustrated. Mutual stalking. <laughs> I was so frustrated, let me tell you. But I want to hear more about you guys because I actually have such a unique perspective of your relationship because I've known you guys as long as you guys have been together. Like, yeah, I knew you guys. I I knew Josh before I knew you. You knew Josh better than me. Yeah. So I want to. I want to know more about your guys' story. Throw throw it back for me. How did we meet? I was just gonna say that Cassie was more aggressive than Skylar. So she kissed me first. See, it's an organ. It's an organ girl thing. I was like, "This is the best thing ever." <laughs> I'm pretty sure Skyler did the same thing though. <laughs> and now that I'm learning about these enneagram things, it makes so much. It sense. makes so much sense <laughs> that she's an eight. I mean, she likes control through and through. She's like done. <laughs> okay, well, before we take that too far. Um, <laughs> We met at a middle school dance. Oh, yes. And I've told this story before on the podcast, so Mm -hmm. I'll I'll be brief. But basically, we met at a middle school dance, and I met him and his cousin and a couple of other friends at the same time. And gosh, he was so dorky. He had like the bowl cut, the full bowl cut where it's like shaved underneath. Junior high was rough. Junior high sucks. He needed some fashion help for sure. (laughs) Um, but I, he also wasn't forward and the other Mm. guys that I met that night were very forward and it was like this mixer dance between all the middle schools that were all going to go to the same high school together. I remember those. Yeah. So that's how we, like, that's how we met for the first time. And Mm -hmm. then we just slowly like had classes together when we all went to high school. We had like freshman PE together and we used to run like the warm up, Mm -hmm. and he would talk to me about his I'd spill my guts. his girl problems that's me. amazing he I told love me that about you guys met girl... this way and you guys like fell in love well here's the thing he told me about his girl problems and I was like you're a freshman in high school why do you have girl problems you're so black and white but sh- like why deal with that drama because she was play has got to play yo <laughs> he was not a player no. he was a one woman I'm in love with you. Let's be together for the rest of our lives sort of person. Well, that's how guys dated. That's how guys dated where we were from. It's like if a guy dated somebody, it was like... Oh, not all the guys. That's true. Not the guys Most I dated before Josh. <laughs> Which, I mean, you know, I I, ha- I dated quite a bit before Josh and I got together because I just started really young and I was being stupid. You but. knew what you wanted at a young age. Weird. Yes. But I fought Josh on it. Like we, I mean... He didn't really oblige to us getting together until he realized that I actually really liked him, which he was in disbelief about for the most part. Of course. Probably Who would least... like the kid with the bowl cut? Well, you you got rid of the bowl cut. 
That's true. Soph- by sophomore year, the bowl cut was gone. Your advice was good. <laughs> I don't think I told you to get rid of it, but I might have subconsciously. <laughs> you might have just been so your your hair. Oh my gosh. So, and we've been together. We started dating the f- uh, summer between our f- sophomore and junior year yep. of high school. So we've been together for 16 and a half years and married for 13-ish. Of Sounds years. about right. Yeah. Those right. are... Long time. You guys got married in 05, yeah? Yeah, we got married the same year as you yeah. guys. So yeah, we've been, we've been married 13 been married years as well. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, cool. we dated for three years before we got married. We dated for four months before we got engaged. Well, if we had met when you guys <laughs> met, that's what we would have done too. Yeah. Back in the right. day of MySpace. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, well. Oh, yeah. That's a special time. <laughs> and our, do you want to tell them about our first date? Um, God. So this was a listener question, but Skylar already answered it. So now Josh has to answer it. Do you remember our first date? I mean, I think we ended up at the Mountain Festival. Yeah, so it was kind of like I love that. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't like an actual. We hadn't called it a date yet, Mm. but it was like we both kind of knew. And you're hanging out exclusively. Yeah, no, just label. First time was hand holding. There was hand holding. So So it's a date that I initiated. By the way, that's fine. I enjoyed it. It's like the first time hanging out became awkward. That was your first date. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. First time there was no yeah. friends around, really. Well, before that, it was all groups. We mm-hmm. were always together in a group, and we might have, like, snuck away to talk a little bit or, like, go for a walk or, you know, something at a school function, but it was never, like, just the two of us purposefully hanging out where he, like, picked me up. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, and he, I think we walked down the wrong side of the parade route, and, and we ran into, like, my entire family. Oh my gosh! Like grandparents, and I literally no. parents, no. I little sister. No joke. Yeah. I met his entire small extended town problems. family. I met his date one entire extended family. That's so awesome. so we have this small town parade and festival in Sandy each year. It's a big Sandy deal. Mountain Days. It's where I think all the people come out of the mountains. They might. I think <laughs> last year was the last year. I don't know if they're going to do it again. But side note. Yeah. But anyway, so um, everybody comes and lines the streets. With their chairs to like save them. Like two nights before. Like two, they, three, four. I don't know how many nights. Yeah. So Josh's family was one of these families that had 20 chairs. You got set your out. spot. And, <laughs> and the crazy part was that one side of his family was like his grandparents and his siblings and stuff on the, the side of his parents. On the other side was like their entire freaking church. And I was like, hey. <laughs> Nice so everyone was like, <gasps> and we were holding hands and both like, and as we walked toward his family, we literally were both like, boop, not holding hands anymore. <laughs> Immediately just turned it right off. It just makes the situation easier. Yeah. Oh, hundred yeah. percent. That's too yeah. many people yeah. to explain. It well, to and, talk to his, and his mom had been like very involved in his previous relationship. Mm. Like, like he was just like, mom, leave me alone. Like, come on. So wow. basically it was just like total like self-preservation on totally. his part for sure and i was i was like yep that's a good idea we don't need to do that <laughs> and then no the worst part was we kept walking and then we ran into one of my friends who had a huge crush on him oh, and it was very worst. like you guys are together oh no and it was like we're just here wow you guys need to pick we a more bad choices date. with the first date well, we it was very there. public. It was we so public. Why do we do that? Because we, I think we were uncomfortable. So we we're like, okay, if it's a public thing, it's fine, right? Like, totally. Whatever. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, we go through the whole thing and we spend the whole night like doing some rides, which I hate rides, by the way. Um, <laughs> Wait, does Josh like rides? Doing Sandy. Do you oh, like heck rides? Yeah, yeah, we do. Ah, he loves yeah. it. He loves it. But okay. I was like, I'll go on the tilt a whirl. Don't get me on the swing thing that goes all the way up. And <laughs> yeah, but we basically went to a carnival, like our first 
like that in our, it's so, so it's like 1950 it's so like so sandlot yeah and right oh. super sandlot yeah <laughs> perfect per- and i love wendy Preferkorn, by the way but <laughs> who doesn't perfect first date american first date oh. it's ridiculous there were american flags everywhere and then he drove me home and it wasn't like established that we were together and then he drove me home and he came in and like i showed him my room and we talked for a little while and he was like sitting on my bed and I was just standing front and I kissed him and he was like, he's oh, like, I'm doing this. Yeah. I mean, like, I don't, this is, and he's the type of guy that you have to like make it perfectly clear that you like him because he doesn't believe you that you like him because mm. he thinks everyone is out of his league. Everyone. Even Skylar. Even right. Skylar. Skylar's out of his league. Okay, that's, bro. I mean, that's We're pretty not, clear though. I'm totally He's taken. Sorry. <laughs> he's, he's so anyway, so then the next, then he decides he's going to ask me on a real date. And the next Sans day... Sans family. Sans family. Okay. Yes. Sans all of our friends. <laughs> Sans the whole town. <laughs> exactly. And then we go... Uh, we went to, like... Did we go to Multnomah Falls? We did. For dinner? Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. You guys have the best dates ever. We went to Multnomah... Well, yeah, this I is... Josh was, like... <laughs> Josh thought every date had to be, like, perfectly curated from start to finish. Uh-huh. So planned out that I was, like... After a few months, I was, like, can we please stop doing this? Well, there was another thing. I didn't have any money, and I knew my dad's uncle owned Multnomah Falls, so I could get a gift certificate, take her out to a fancy dinner, and not have to pay a dime. So, you know, that's just smart. I was working at Angles. Yeah, no, you're good. So, he took me out to a nice dinner, That's and we went to, like, Crown Point, and he legitimately, like, flower in hand, asked me to be his girlfriend. Oh, my gosh, that's so adorable. (laughs) And I I just thought, and here's what was going through my head. I'm pretty sure we already are. Like, didn't didn't this already happen? Yeah, right. It had to be Facebook yeah. official. Yeah, yeah. Even though there back was then. no Facebook mm-hmm. back then. Yeah, we oh, owned. <laughs> yep. You guys going together? <laughs> oh yeah. So we were at that point. We were we were boyfriend and girlfriend. We were nice. going out. And how old were you guys? Um, I was sixteen. We were both sixteen. Yeah. yeah. And he turned seventeen just a few months later. Oh, we're babies. I love that. Everything about that is just and we were a very unlikely genuine. couple. I was like punk rock music, mm-hmm. going to concerts, hanging out with bad boys um, who I should not have been hanging out with. I didn't really get into trouble, but I just kind of hung out with the wrong people. Mm-hmm. And then Josh was like, sports, school, church, family. What an this interesting what juxtaposition do. of people coming Oh my together. goodness. <laughs> that we made been- it work. We definitely made it work. Uh, yeah, I'd say so. He made me chill out a little bit. Let's just say that. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't make me. I naturally chilled out by hanging out with he him. He helped you chill out. Yeah. And kind of like- one of our dates, she took me down to Portland to a concert at, was it like the Meow Meow or something? Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. <gasps> and so I'm driving... So this car that doesn't fit in any parking spots. <laughs> you look like a giant F-250. It was ridiculous. That's it was sandy. sandy. I don't know what it is. So sandy. It was my dad's old work truck. It was given to me. Mom wanted me to be protected in an accident. Anyways, um, <laughs> we get there and we park and there's like graffiti everywhere. And He's I am terrified. 150% like, outside my element. And um, yeah, but that was kind of one of those moments where I was like, okay. This is what we're up to. She's going to stretch my uh, my limits here, and yep. I'm, I'm going to have to be okay with that, or I have to say <laughs> goodbye. That's amazing. That's but here's awesome. the real real. It was great music. It yeah. was one of the cheapest dates we ever went on, because the tickets were like $7 a piece for this show. It's so, like back in the day where you could I was just, like, like, does that even happen anymore? Barely, right? Oh. Even with terrible music, it doesn't Can't happen do anymore. 
and uh and it was at this club that basically has like since been condemned and shut down (laughs) and i had walked around that area a bunch before i was like it's fine it's totally safe it's good like i know it's nighttime but like it's cool we're together it's fine (laughs) josh with me and then i saw a few people i knew there too and they were all guys, of course. And Josh was just like, what the hell? <laughs> so outside my element. <laughs> what am I doing here? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay, let's get into the nitty gritty. So this was not a listener question, but something that Genevieve and I really wanted to talk about as yeah. far as like couples go. So you guys chat about where you're coming from and we'll chat about where we're coming from. But like you guys all know how much we love personal development and relationships yes. and communication and all that stuff. So we're going to chat love languages tendency and enneagram type so just tell us each where you're at on all of those and then how you've kind of like used some of that knowledge to like become better communicators and improve your relationship yeah i'd say this is kind of the the most that i prepped him for (laughs) but this is kind of going way back for us um i think we were in about our well, to back it up, my one of our very first uh, gifts we got when we got married was the Five Love, Love Languages book. The book. Yeah, and I read through it, and I was like, oh, what a cool concept, but I didn't actually really dive into the concept until I think we were five or six years married, and we had just had our oldest, and it's when things really like start hitting the fan. It's like you start getting to that point where you're really living your life. You're all trying to progress in your careers or your schooling and here comes a kid and things just get really complicated. And we, we really needed uh, another level of understanding of each other that I don't think would have happened if we hadn't dove deeper into the love language books. Mm -hmm. So if, if you don't know what they are, there's five love languages, there's words of affirmation, physical touch, quality time, acts of service, and receiving gifts. And depending on your level of uh, what you connect with, like the quote-unquote language you speak, is how you best receive it. So it's more about how are you giving it to people, how are you receiving it. And for for me, personally, my, my first two are words of affirmation and then gifts. And those are Skylar's very last ones. Mm-hmm the last two yeah the last two but (laughs) tell them a little bit about you so so yeah first i didn't even really the concept that other people identified as being loved differently to me was a alien concept so i'd never really thought about it that way excuse me i just thought that the way I identify love is the same way other people identify yeah, love, you just, right? You just love each other, right? Because well, we all kind of assume that we like to receive this, that people like to receive it in the same way that we do. Right. Well, and that's the that's the normal speed, really, is that you start giving love in the way that you identify it. So for me, I try to regard myself as a quite logical person. So you know, I, you know, I, there's logic pathways, and to me, time is the most precious resource. And so spending quality time with someone, you're giving them like literally the most, you know, precious thing they have uh, on this earth, you know, like money and wealth and, you know, whatever, everything else like time is something just you can't get more of it. There's no way. So interestingly enough, that's the last on my list. (laughs) (laughs) So for me, quality time was how you show someone love. Right. And this was in a rocky position where we were both really busy and i was literally speaking the opposite of his love language right. 
because I was coaching at the time and I would literally like disappear for five months. I'd be traveling every other weekend. I'd be coaching when he was home. I was usually gone coaching Mm -hmm. (laughs) and I absolutely loved coaching and it was coaching all-star cheer, but it, it was, I was like dead to the world during that time. And I didn't, I always knew that it was hard on our marriage, but I didn't, it didn't sink in that I was literally like speaking the opposite of his language until about our sixth year of marriage. And I've been coaching for four years, sort of a thing. Well, neither of us did. Yeah. I neither didn't of us either. Did. So. Yeah. Cause he was super supportive and he knew how much I loved it and he was trying to be supportive, but it was so hard for him because unknowingly I was speaking the opposite of his love language, but he wanted to be supportive because I loved it. And it just turned into this point of just constant, like, um, hitting heads and not being able to communicate on a level that made sense. And, um, that whole concept of having your love tank full or not was a really interesting concept. Mm -hmm. And we made a, we really took the effort. Well, back up. I was in total denial of what my love languages were, (laughs) but I was like, no, no, that's not, no. You know, Same. Cause, yeah, because I was words and then gifts. And to me, those two are the most easy and cheap. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because anybody can say anything. Well, let's. People think that, that I the dated love language of really like gifts isn't me. cheap, but it totally is. Yes. And, it, and it, for me, it's about who it comes from and their meaning is really what means the most. And it took me really, in, in that fifth year, sixth year of marriage, of deciding no, that really is my love language and being honest with him about my love language and really owning who I am and deciding that I'm just going to get to know myself and I'm not going to judge anything about myself. <laughs> well, it took, it took you being certain about it to interest me because I'm, turns out, a questioner. So yeah, like the Gretchen that... Rubin framework. Moving on to the next, the four tendencies. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, you know, I, I guess, I don't know, should we, is that all right? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, of course. Yeah, bring in? us okay. into it. So, yeah, I mean, I'm a questioner, so basically anything that makes sense to me, I'm on board with, you know. So I'm amenable if you can convince me. And it so I have sense. to give him a business presentation. Basically. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> well, you have to internalize it. I mean, that's yeah. really what a questioner has to do. They take any outer expectations and they make them inner expectations if right. they so choose. So she yes. brought up the concept right. that everyone identifies being loved differently. And I'm like, that's a new concept. That actually <clears throat> makes a lot of sense. What is this book? You know, so I read it, took the quiz at the end and, um, you know, realized that, okay, so this whole time I've just been trying to tell you I love you by making myself 100% available. And, you know, the fact that you haven't been taking advantage of that is no fault of your own. That would make me want to run the other way. <laughs> <laughs> That was definitely something we had to work through was yeah. I it, it first it made me feel stifled, mm-hmm. you know, and it's it's truth. I At first I was because it's literally the last I could do a long distance relationship. Well, I felt like you never want to spend time with me. I'm like, what the car? Right. You know? Yes. Yeah. And I, I mean, and there's so many layers to this, but yeah. I am an obliger. So from the Gretchen Rubin framework, I'm an obliger. So anytime I do be- I do best with outer expectations. Then as soon as I make it my own, I end up just putting it down and deciding it's not important. <laughs> well, and that coupled with your Enneagram type does not help you. N- oh, no. I, so Enneagram type, I'm a two wing, wing three. Yes. So I, I, I'm, so I think my title, I'm the host hostess slash helper. Mm-hmm. So it's about everybody else except for myself, <laughs> which is not super healthy in a relationship because you have to think about 
yourself to be able to serve others and help others. And so honestly, all of these personality types and frameworks was such an important part of our marriage and it started with the love languages and we took some of the advice from that book like really literally like Mm. we we were so irritated with each other (laughs) and we were so beyond frustrated that his advice in the book was intentionally speak each other's love language every day and make sure the other person knows it and I was like at first I was like but that's not it, it genuinely made me think, well, then it's not going to mean as much. Yeah, it like cheapens it by saying, you know. This by, is why I'm doing it. It's not it. naturally yeah. coming to it's, me. It's something completely out of character for me to type her this like three-page text or whatever you want to, you know, however many, a really long text. And it's all just good stuff about, you know, just love you. And I'm like, I love this about you. I love that about you. Like all this stuff. It's like completely out of my character, right? And she gets it. And it's obvious what I'm trying to do. But it works and it makes so much sense yeah to there's well, something and you have to about flex the... that muscle a little bit and then you're gonna it's be more gonna be more of a habit for you to actually speak their love language well and you get to watch your partner um really take in what you're trying to give them and it it changes at least it changed my view of i stopped feeling stifled because i enjoyed doing it because it made him happy and i could tell it was making him happy it was filling that love tank and so it took me doing that every single day and we and we were so broke when we were doing this like we were so broke we were? turned on no, I'm kidding. <laughs> we were, what do you mean <laughs> i mean we would turn on the the fireplace um netflix on our tv <laughs> it was this is the best and we would um put pax in bed and because he was like 18 months maybe yeah. two years old and we would intentionally have something going that we didn't have to pay attention to just so we could pay attention to each other and we would have either something that we were sipping on or eating or something and we were like we are literally going to do nothing else but sit here <laughs> until we like can connect and like really yeah. and we did that probably for two weeks maybe more which i mean it's it's not it's just what we did i mean mm-hmm. we had yeah. a kid we had an 18 month old we had no babysitters it's not like we could go somewhere but and we had no family close to us probably at the time. what we would have done is gone and you know done something a little more entertaining than just sit yeah there. it was just well we, you we do had what to... you gotta do when you have an 18 month old and yeah. you don't have family close by yeah that's the real and you're real. broke is a joke it was yeah. just yeah. yeah this sounds really familiar by the way <laughs> minus the netflix fireplace thing <laughs> we had a fireplace but it didn't work that's true oh <laughs> you know it well, was what about yeah, i know i want to hear guys? more about what how did this well, framework us, first i want to ask like what's sky's enneagram type oh sky you're a five um, and yeah. i think we just figured out that he's a five six not a five four yeah so i am hold on i'm trying to the investigator and problem solver okay which really does speak to him i totally thought he was a five four but then when I read the five six wing yeah. a little more carefully, I was like, actually, the, I think the problem solver gets me into trouble when Genevieve is just you know wants to vent. You know, she just wants to come home and like vent about something, and we're gonna and fix this. <laughs> that like triggers my problem solvingness. You know, where I'm like, well, why don't you just do this? Why Josh is like cracking up so hard yeah. and not in the mic and right now. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and, she, and then she and then she's into argument. Well, I can't because of this. I'm like, well, why don't you stop being and then I'm like, about it? <laughs> and then it turns into this just very practical advice and i'm just like i don't even care about what i'm supposed to do i just need to like get it out and he's yeah. like oh oh it, i'm it, sorry it took me like three years to go what really helps the best is to say oh mm, that sounds so hard oh, but except for he doesn't say it very condescending like that no no, 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 no. but like, like i'm so sorry babe i'm like just give me a hug so know? this is the funny <laughs> thing we have the same except 
and Josh isn't necessarily this Enneagram type, but he is just naturally like a problem solver. And I think that's kind of like that counterpart a lot in Wait, like what male number female are you? relationships. Josh, what number too. are you? I'm a nine wing one. Oh, one. Yeah, so nine one. I like oh, that's an be, interesting. I like to be a peacemaker. Yeah. yeah interesting. But, yeah. but what I was going to say was when we have the moment where like I'm trying to vent and he feels like he needs to be a problem solver. I'm a I'm like like to be in control. So he doesn't tell me what I should do. He just tries to figure out how he can fix it, without like he's how just he can sitting be a part there. Of the she doesn't over, need to be involved in the solution. I will fix this outside of her. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah. And I'm like, don't that. touch it. Leave me alone. <laughs> 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 this is like, leave my problems alone. They're gonna like work themselves out yeah, or whatever. Problems. This was like, like the volume I know, setting right the thing before is, we like, started. When I complain or when I vent, I know what I need to do to fix it. I just haven't gotten there yet, and I just need a moment to like say how much something sucks. So it's the same. Like I just need him to be like, "You're right. That is dumb." That <laughs> but person like is Skyler said, dumb. I would I would not get positive vibes from trying to fix it out loud. So I would just internalize it and then go about it my own way to try to like basically like clear a path for you. And then he's got my burden and his burden. And then he gets real tired. <laughs> not, not only that, but that probably doesn't super help with your eight. No. Because you want control. No. You are going to like do the thing. <laughs> yeah, but if you can clear a path without her knowing, then she's still That she's none the wiser. I, yeah, well, I know. Also, if you clear a path for me, whether I know or not, and it actually helps me, I look at that as like an act of service, which I like, it turns out. So oh, our love languages are 100% flipped completely. So the only thing that we have in common is in the very middle. So mine are in order. Like my first two are receiving gifts and then acts of service. And I didn't think acts of service was one of my love languages for the longest time because there's a difference between like doing what you're supposed to do and or normally expected to do because that's what you normally do like dishes or laundry or whatever. Like that's not an act of service to me. That's just you like doing part of the housework and helping yeah, out. Yeah, just helping, yeah. Well, and not even helping, right? Just doing it. I hate it when people are like, oh, my husband helps me with the housework. I'm like, no, he does his part. He lives here too. Right? <laughs> yeah. I, I, that dynamic bugs me so much. It's my own personal stuff. But in, <laughs> anyway, I had a mother who did everything, mm-hmm. everything for everyone. Mm-hmm. so yeah she did yes Everyone. so anyways um i so i didn't i thought I, I like i pushed away that thought that like acts of service was one of my love languages because um i didn't see that but acts of service like um josh going to get my oil change like that's a big deal to me that's something out of the ordinary that he wouldn't normally do for me um mm-hmm. fixing my car things like that like that are kind of out of the ordinary from the everyday activities so those are but that took me a while to realize and then I, my first is gifts. And I, we've talked about this before, but yeah. I was like, no, because I'm not a materialistic person. No, not so even I was like, kind of. I don't, I don't need like shiny things to like know so, someone loves me. So Josh, how do you buy gifts for her? <laughs> On a budget? <laughs> At all. He thought, well, and that's the hard part though, when we really dug into this we were on a really tight budget we were very broke mm-hmm. and so it was like he's like well i can't speak your love language because we don't have the money oh how many yeah. times have we had that conversation and i and i literally was like i was like bring like pick pick two flowers off the side of the road and bring them home i'm good at that grab me a kombucha that's like that's our history right there can daffodils in a cut off mountain dew can is oh like my gosh that's the history. can i tell you what he did 
when we were dating, Stole I had a I had a really like family <laughs> trauma moment while we were dating. We just started dating and something really big happened in my family and he was just like, I don't know. How do I how do I know? I mean, we just started dating and we were both super super broke too. Again, even worse than we were when we were <laughs> partway through marriage, but and so I come to his house and all I wanted was just to hang out with him and feel like I had this moment of relief where I could just relax. And he presents me with a literal little sculpted rose that I still have that he had taken a wire hanger and he'd, he'd bent the wire hanger and then sculpted a rose around it and then painted it. And then he was like, I didn't really have any money to buy you a rose, but I had this stuff. I hope it helps. And I was like, it is like my prized possession. Like, I still have it. It's, it's a dark and brooding rose. It's a dark and brooding <laughs> Which it, is it so you guys. Feelings. It's yeah. so perfect. Well, it's it's like, reflected my feelings. I didn't have money, but I was like, well, I got clay, I got wire, and I got paint. Okay. And it's Done. stunning. Like, it's the most well, beautiful rose. Side note, Skylar's a sculptor, so yes. there's that. It's his skills. Yeah. yeah. But, for, I mean, that was... I'm a sculptor for fun. Yeah, that's true. But I, I totally get it, though. It's like, when you don't have money... But, but really, how do you speak Cassie's love language when there's, like... It's like she's such a minimalist decorator. She really like takes yeah, care don't of herself. Don't be buying me decorations. I'm probably not gonna like them. Right. <laughs> yeah. After Christmas this year, she just went through like this. I call it the purge. <laughs> the purge. The purge. Where everything that is useful stays slash nailed down, and everything that's not goes away. So you gotta be really if it's specific. Nailed down. That doesn't mean it's not leaving. <laughs> so you gotta be really specific on like figuring out what she wants or what she doesn't have that she's wanted for a long time Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. to get the right gift that's going to stick around. Dude, let me tell you, I had this problem trying to buy you a Christmas gift. (laughs) So that's why I was like, how did you, how do you do Christmas? I know I saw it. She's wearing it. Yeah, I win. Cause that was hard. So I bought her a serotonin molecule necklace. (laughs) Sometimes you just have to straight up ask her what she wants. Mm, Oh yeah. Which I appreciate. I it turns out I will directly I tell you what I want. Mm-hmm. You got have, like, have like an Amazon list, just ready. <laughs> no, I don't do that. That's oh, not, I do. That's a waste of time. I'm like that too, except for I always want tools, and Genevieve goes, "I can't. I don't." I'm just not tell me tools. what you want. Like I don't <laughs> well, even. You oh. wouldn't know what to get. You'd get the wrong oh, tool. Which is yeah. Which and which is has bad. happened to me before, yeah. and then I'm like, well, well just tell her exactly. It'd exactly. be like me buying her like skincare products or makeup or or makeup, which he's done before and done a very good job. Mind you, but it was probably got some counsel. But the amount of effort that went into this, it would have just been easier to directly ask. Oh, 100 percent work. Like he stalked people's like Instagram accounts and things and watched for things to release. That's how I did. That's dedication right there. Me, a grown man, watched someone I don't know put their makeup on (laughs) and talk about how they're putting makeup on, and I don't care, right? But he's like, there's got to be a launch date. But I need to know what they're into so I can buy it for her. And he did such a good job. Well, it's oh, now, now that we've got beauty. Counter, now all you have to do is listen to the podcast and we'll talk about what we're obsessed right. with. And then you're <laughs> yeah. Like we probably create a wish list every single episode. It's fine. Let me just I say mean. your podcast is way easier to listen to. I know, just go to our show notes and start clicking on links. Than <laughs> random women putting their makeup on. And it just doesn't interest well, me. Well, I appreciate that a lot. I'll Even though that. I love to binge watch people doing makeup tutorials, but especially Genevieve because she it. adds bloopers. <laughs> I get it. It's yeah. true, but so, I'm just, just not my preference. So, so I denied that for a long time. But like, honest, it, for me to answer this question, like lately, what he's done as far as gifts are concerned, are like 
kombucha and he'll like walk in he got it at the store and he'll walk in and I'm like still fervently working at the kitchen table on my computer and he'll literally like just put it right in front of me and you go <gasps> and I'm just like it's like a deep breath moment oh my god thank you so much <laughs> um he'll like when I'm um consuming carbohydrates on a regular basis he'll bring me home some like yummy coconut milk ice cream mm-hmm. um it's usually like a cheap consumable sort of thing i, I appreciate consumable yeah you kind of appreciate those over like building a table or something like that well it depends that depends but anyways all right well josh yes. i know you've got i know you got some personality things to tell me <laughs> <laughs> tell me tell me what what are you well, i know my, you got a lot of personality things I got to a lot tell of quirks. <laughs> uh, we don't need to get into all that um i would definitely say my love language is words of affirmation hey what was what, oh man which yeah. let me just say words words of affirmation make me uncomfortable when they come from my partner in like a squishy cheesy mm. lovey way i like them in the professional world they still and make you're me very good at it in the well, professional world i know i'm sorry yeah, thanks. I'm so sorry. So like, this I just something get, we're like actively working on. That's amazing. Yeah. Start somewhere. I and that's obviously you try to use your love language to like influence the uh, the other partner in the relationship, and it just is not effective. <laughs> and anyway, I could get so much more out of a bottle of three dollar bottle of kombucha than I could out of writing a sappy three page love note, um, which will eventually get tossed out of the house anyways. I see. so I all still of them. have them. I still have them <laughs> I because them. because I feel like I have to save them. Oh, really? Yeah. I love I love saving. I'm gonna them. go through them and pick like certain ones that I think like our grandkids would like to read, or oh, you know, sweet. like things like that. I'll pick those out that I think are, but those will be perched eventually too. I I can't be a part of this process. I know you can't. No. You can't. Nope. I those, I'll hold them all. Those letters. <laughs> He literally would write me a letter like once a week and or for like every single occasion when we were in high school and even like early marriage. And I made me it made me so uncomfortable. Oh, my gosh. That's so funny. But I didn't have the heart to tell him. So we didn't talk about it for a long time. I don't think we ever talked about the issues we had with each other's language because like his uh, quality time made me feel stifled. Like I couldn't. But how can yeah. I tell him I don't want to spend time with him? Well, and I it's think like, this goes both ways because, like, Josh's first love language is quality time, but his second is physical touch. Or, pardon me, first is words of affirmation, but second yeah. is physical touch. And I feel like there's a lot of stigma around that if, like, men's is physical touch. And I think that's BS. Totally. Because, again, it doesn't, like, same with gifts. It doesn't have to be, like, sexual in nature. It can just be, like, a, a hug, an embrace, like a Yours, a Your second on- is physical touch, Sky. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, we've had that conversation many yeah. times. But it's hard for me because that's not, I'm the complete opposite. So words of affirmation are last for me and physical touch is second to last for me. Same, second to last. <laughs> but we have quality time in like the very middle, mm-hmm. which works really well for us because we just both have times where we just need quality time and we'll convey that pretty well. Um, and we get a lot of quality time together because... Um, Our house is really small. And I work from home. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm around, but it takes me being conscious of like turning everything off too. Mm-hmm. So that's a that's a well, thing. I like cooking together. I do too. Yeah, I do too. I like being that's... at the A station though. We get so. <laughs> what is that from? I don't know. I it was a it was a radio segment that we listened to one day that was like there's a clear A station in the kitchen and there's a clear B station. That's so true. And we all know that's so true. when we're helping our wives with dinner or whatever the main cook in the kitchen, right? You get pushed out 
to be like the B station. And Josh was always like, <laughs> you, always put, you always put me in the B station. And I call him my prep cook. I totally do. I call him my sous chef. And he's just I like, was in charge. Yeah. Now I'm not anymore. <laughs> this was my meal. Yeah. I just got hijacked. <laughs> I hijack your meal all the time. But all then the you thank me because oh, it tastes it good. It does taste You're better. such a type 8. <laughs> such a type 8. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Listen, it's for the betterment of everybody. That's why. And see, I'm such an obliger when he wants to cook. I'm like, I will oblige to let you do So your we're thing. both we're both like questioner obliger as far as Josh is a questioner, I'm an obliger. Um I mean we could talk about that all day long. But I think the Enneagram stuff is so fun and interesting for us because we actually share his type as my wing. And so oh, it's really helpful because we really connect. So Josh is a nine wing one which is like the peacemaker um, with the perfectionist wing, um, which mm. the perfectionist is just people who like tend to have like a really strong sense of right mm-hmm. and just. Yeah, I was going to ask, they what also do you mean by want perfectionist? things to be done just the right way. Are you but like that? It, it I, if depends it's something on what I it care is. about, yeah, it depends then on what yes, it, is. it needs to be done the way I want it to be done. And I also, I want to give everybody a fair shake. So that's part Quality. of the like the peacemaker perfectionist kind of thing. It's like mm. I want to be fair. You're um, probably a great teacher for that. Then then nines are meant to be teachers. Is what I believe they say. that. Yeah, it, it a two served would be me a well terrible so far, teacher. I guess I'm just yeah. saying I would be I would be obliging to all the children around me all the time. It would be <laughs> chaos, exhausting. <laughs> <laughs> like you gotta you gotta be able to say mm, no. Uh, right. Yeah. 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 I think a nine nine one wing would be perfect for that. Well, and nines tend to be. They, they really lose themselves because they are constantly, like, taking on, well, what's everyone else's perspective? And I want to understand where everyone else is coming from. I can from. relate to that. So they lose where they're coming from mm-hmm. or don't even know in the first place. Mm-hmm. And they allow other people's, like, vision to kind of speak into theirs, which we have to, like, that's something we're going to have to look that because i'm like you got my vision threat it's out there like it's just <laughs> and it's out it's in the open it's being had it's i'm going for it and you're coming whether you like it or not well i've always known that you've been you're just you're just shooting for I'm the stars always you're just you're just going you're a little rocket i love and, that about you and so it's how i've always taken it upon myself because of my personality type to just push you as far and as high as you want to go um and, and or support me. I don't know well, about not push. pushing, but you're going he, in a positive he, direction. He so I might as well push you that way. There's a lot of yeah. propping. That's the part, real, real. part of your rocket fuel. Yeah. And one of the things they talk about like is eights have to realize how much of their success is tied to the support of the people in their life. Oh. And I really do recognize that. You like do. there's no possible way I could do what I do, frankly, without Jen without Josh, without like my mother, I mean my in-laws, I mean the 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 team that it takes to do what I want to do is it has to be a lot. And I I think that comes from working in the restaurant industry, honestly. Like oh, yeah. every you you're part of a system that's working together and I just realized all three of you guys have worked in the food industry and I haven't. Oh, yeah. you'd love it. You're missing well, really? out. Really? I would I would say I would you probably it. should, but You'll, at this point you know what you'll just no, end no. up coming to my restaurant yeah. one day and i'll be like hey can you jump in the kitchen and help me out real fast <laughs> when cassie's thing is going i'll get my experience okay <laughs> no you won't you're just gonna come sit down and i'm gonna i'm just gonna sit there and watch and go you, what is happening if i ever visit so, i'm just gonna sit there and eat good i'm happy that's so, great i love it um someday. but anyway so i'm someday. at so i'm at eight wing nine so josh and i really i'm like the boss the challenger 
which like the really important thing to know about eights is that they don't want to be in control of everyone. They just want to be in control of themselves. I don't want to be controlled. I don't care if other people have the control. I just don't want to be controlled. And this is the thing that really like hit home for me because a lot of people interpret me as wanting to have control over them Mm. because they don't have any like, they don't know, they don't have control themselves. Mm -hmm. Right. And so, and I'm just like, I don't, I don't, you do whatever you want to do. do. I'm I'm, I'm over here. (laughs) It's fine. Just don't, don't tell me what to do. But anyway, so like my wing nine is honestly, I think really helpful for us because it's the it's the social justice piece of it that we really connect with so like speaking for people who can't speak for themselves Mm -hmm. and representing like a mission and like the beauty counter thing he really resonates with me on that as far as like the mission-based work goes because he's like well what you're doing is making a difference and it's helping speak for people who can't speak for themselves so this is like it and and i figure out like that's why this works really well for me. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think my favorite part about the beauty counter that uh, that I've just watched is you naturally form this community. And community is something I'm always constantly trying to build and analyze and look at and see if I can recreate it um, just in a classroom setting. And oh. so watching you create a community in little Sandy, Oregon um, of these like-minded ladies so far uh, has been really fun to watch it's interesting it's it's well okay so this leads me into so this is a question that actually came our way yeah we have a few listener questions that we're going to wrap today up with Mm -hmm. and i'm really excited for these so josh what's it like to have a wife who is full or part-time entrepreneur while you're working a traditional job i always knew that cassie would be doing something big uh Mm -hmm. what that was i'm not wasn't sure for a while there I thought you were gonna be an actuary and I was gonna have this (laughs) sugar mama (laughs) and I was like this is gonna be great we'll use her mathematical mind and we'll make some money while we're at it actuaries (laughs) make a lot of money (laughs) which is why I which is why I thought about doing that yeah definitely yeah we talked about that in your first episode Mm -hmm. your second episode yeah so I've always known that she was gonna do something great um we just didn't know what that would be and it was just she finally found the right tool um, to, to make a road and it's been really, really fun. Um, what do you think the most difficult part? Most difficult part is I wouldn't necessarily say that like the time commitment that she does with it's just knowing when she's working and when she's not working mm-hmm. uh, is oh. probably my most difficult part. Well, I think that's just from working from home too. So yeah. even for people who work for others, if you work from home, it's hard to tell when and, you're working. And she has an amazing calendar that I could probably just look at and She's figure like, yes, it out yes. myself. Um, but that would require me to like push her aside and look at her computer, um, <laughs> which, which would happen. not go over very well. Um, so I think the, that's the most difficult part is knowing if when I walk through the door, if she's got another hour to go, two hours, or if she's just having leisure time. Yeah, if she's so. just figuring things out. Yeah. Yeah. I think in the beginning, the tough part was that often for a lot of us in like the, the, the life and time that we live in is like leisure for us is still computer-based social media, all of that. And so he, and I used to consume social media. Now I really, like now that I have to show up so much on a computer, I really don't consume it for entertainment at all. And nobody got time for that. No. Uh -uh. So I've, we've tried to create some cues. So like if I'm wearing Mm. headphones, 
specifically these like big fat noise canceling headphones it means like don't bug me Mm. um or if you want my attention like come over and physically like tap me on the shoulder and i'll pause and or i'll say hang on just a second which he hates when i put my finger up and i'm like hang on just a second but i have to complete the task or finish a sentence that i'm listening to or whatever Mm. like i'm really not trying to disrespect people by being like wait (laughs) i like to make faces over the computer or like pick my nose (laughs) (laughs) Uh, pretend to pick his nose i'm just gonna say that oh my gosh but yeah so yeah i think i think the hardest part for me on my side of it which nobody's asking that but i'm gonna say it because i'm me um (laughs) is is that uh he doesn't always understand that the work never ends Mm, it never like as an entrepreneur the work never ends so there's always something to do and he Always. used to be when we were <laughs> that we thought's too overwhelming for my brain well and we were he he has to have a shutoff point otherwise it's just too much for him i can i'm still trying to work through that and i need to like i yeah. it's something i need to have i need to have more boundaries around work but the thing is like work is enjoyable to me work doesn't feel i mean it still feels like work but it's it's just different for me it's it's my happy place mm. and mm-hmm. also i'm it's, it still surprises me though because i, I remember in college he used to always ask me when I was going to be done with my homework. And I would it's say never. it's never ending. Yeah. And he would be like, what does that even mean? He's like, well, when can you stop today? <laughs> and I'm like, three more hours. And he's just like, okay, let's go find something to do. <laughs> it's brutal. And I was, I mean, I, he wasn't in, in quite as rigorous of a program as I was. And I, mine just tended to have a lot more homework because mm-hmm. it was math. Like there's just a lot more homework with math oh, than there is word. with other subjects. I'm also yeah. not as hardcore as you are. I'm hardcore. <laughs> I'm hardcore. I can't imagine what you were like in college. Like yeah. having such actionable like things to do. And there's always so much with college work. Yeah. Cassie's like, I'm going to do all the things. Four to six hours locked in a solitary confinement library room is this girl. I would lose my mind. (laughs) Well, you have to have snacks. You have to have a break to go. You have to have like. (laughs) I was thinking sunshine, natural light. (laughs) There were you sit in a window. There were windows. (laughs) We had a great library at Linfield. There were awesome windows, floor to ceiling. It was great. But you turn, you know, like having a whiteboard. That was my jam. I miss having like a workroom with a whiteboard. That will be in the future in my office. Oh. Yes, okay. we have to find some sort of non-toxic whiteboard markers, though, because I was oh, sniffing yeah. some stuff back then. <laughs> it's amazing. We would no, be in those study really rooms, and you'd walk out and like breathe fresh air and be like, oh. <laughs> That's, <laughs> That's why I'm not it, getting this math problem. Yep, this is why I'm hitting a dead end on this derivative. I need oh to know. I need to know this question for Skylar because I yes. don't think we've ever had this conversation. Well, and you're you're more part time, yeah, and you well, manage like a lot more with... family stuff than yeah. I do personally. Well, I'm part time with multiple things because I've got Luxley and I'm I'm doing um, product development and I'm doing beauty counter business and I've still got my personal brand and it's just a lot of <laughs> little things a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. So. What, so in in your in your eyes, what's it like having me being entrepreneurial and you the traditional and what's the hardest part? Um, oh, what's the hardest part? Um, I say my, very much so. The same question is that I don't know when, uh, especially because you know my love language is quality time. I'm not sure when you're available to <laughs> sounds familiar spend time with and when you're you know. Mm-hmm. And I'm, 
very much so uh, proficient. I consider myself proficient at coordination, you know, because from what I do for my job and and I look at your life and I'm just like, oh, my gosh, I, like, I, I would love I know to. He's, he's constantly being like, we could refine this. We could like, you know, you could like time block here and then coordinate people there. And but like this Skylar, same, by I the know, way, but I try to do that to her know, schedule Cassie, all the time. <laughs> at the same time, it's a little futile because yeah. she is so organic of a person that I don't think that I think it would become then it would become work to mm-hmm. her, you know, because like what she's doing is obviously more fun than work. And I totally support that. So and I 100 percent support what she's doing. Mm-hmm. I she's told me from day one, I will never work at a desk. You know, it's just not going to happen. And uh, and I was, I've always just been like, well, yeah, Great. Do, hey, do whatever you want. I was the <laughs> most miserable I'd ever been when I did that. Yeah. Like I was miserable. So it sounds like we all have the same problem that they just never know when we're done working because the answer to that is never. <laughs> so that's yeah. something for all of us to work on for and sure. It, so listeners, when you guys listen to this episode, if you have any tips, if you guys are entrepreneurs, if you have any tips on any like how you guys, tips? well, no, like how you, how you guys navigate this as a couple or like any quirky little ideas, like let us know. Um, you can go to rebelheartradio.com slash ask to submit a podcast question. You can also just throw us a comment in there too. And I think the part that makes it hard to know when you're done or that the fact that it's never ending is the um, advocacy work that you're you're doing. You're you're trying to make the world a better place. And so I don't know if I can speak for Skylar, but it's kind of like, well, she's doing good things. So I'm going to leave her alone. I'm going to back off and see where this goes. Um, and we can do that for so long. Um, and I think most guys can. But um, at some point, we need some advice. (laughs) Well, just a little normality, maybe, you know, once it becomes possible, I understand right now it's too too crazy to do that. I totally get it. But see, for us, I mean, we we clock in and clock out, you know, and then like we have extracurricular stuff that we're working. A lot of times you probably bring work home with you, Mm -hmm. Josh, because you've got students Um, in terms of me. I mean, I'm or it's almost seasonal, I'd imagine. Oh, winter is terrible. Yeah. It's like 75-hour weeks. Yeah. And for me, I'm still in school. So, I mean, I may not do it every single day, but when I'm not doing school, I'm still trying to figure out how to stay busy uh, just because I'm, I guess, I don't know, maybe I'm just addicted to <laughs> to work. I like feeling productive. It's part mm. of my personality. Yep. So when I ask her, you know, like, are you working right now? You know, it's like seven o'clock, you know, we've had dinner and you're over there. It's like, what are you doing? Are you working? Like, let's do something. And she's like, well, she's like, hold on a second. There's this girl. She's got, you know, mad skin skin problems and she doesn't know what to do. And she's reached out to me. I'm like, oh, okay. You're right. I'm a dick. You know, (laughs) (laughs) this girl needs help. You're right. Go help her. (laughs) I know. And and for me, it's like, I want to be as sensitive as I can and the other, the other part that makes things really challenging for him and I is that when I'm doing product development, I'm doing it on China time. Uh-huh. So I'm actively having conversations with people at like bedtime. And then I have to tell myself, put the phone down. You can answer them when you wake up in the morning because that's when they're awake. Still China time. Yeah. <laughs> and it, it's and, and sometimes you want the answer so badly to what they're giving you that you're willing to stay up a little later. He's gotten to the point now where he's starting to join in with me a little bit and he's running some of the spreadsheets for me. It's true. Well, you're and, jumping in, in the business with her with Luxley, aren't you? Yeah. 
That's yeah, exciting. he's starting to hop in on the the, the development side, the stuff that I'm losing yep. my mind over. The language barrier issues with me and Chinese people is like the hardest thing I think I've ever you mean done. People who are native to China. <laughs> I think yes. it's Mandarin. Uh, Mandarin. They speak Mandarin. He's like, <laughs> and, yeah. well, Skylar's like, going PC on us, you guys. So forgive, <laughs> forgive I, us. I just I can't even tell you the language barrier, the time barrier, and the fact that. Their business ethics are totally different than ours. Mm. It oh makes it really, really challenging to navigate. And I'm used to business relationship of you ask, you receive. It's like cut dry. And that's just not how things are. Mm. And so and sometimes we'll genuinely both not understand what each other's are saying. And it'll just be I'll hear hear back because it's translation back. I, I know understand you. And I'm, I'm, where do I go with that? How do I, how do I say this differently? And so he gets to hear it. Ask one question at a time. Well, even then. Yeah. So it's the translation. And so he gets to hear the brunt of all of this (laughs) really late at night. Yeah. And so I'm, and there's times now because he's getting kind of excited by the things that we're doing that it'll be like 10 o'clock and my eyes are crossing and he's like, oh, you need to, you need to turn off, huh? I'm sorry. And he'll like. Okay, time to let Jen turn off for the evening. So it's interesting. Her eyes how that... truly cross when she's done. Yeah, it's she's amazing seen. to watch. Yeah, it's like seen. it's just like she powers down and she goes. Like <laughs> 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 going she's to conferences with somewhere. Genevieve and we're roomies, and uh, she literally will just be like, "Yes, yes, yes, no." <laughs> I've been like that since I was little. My parents were like, "You used to like you're the toddler that like fell then, asleep oh. on the floor while you're playing." My child has never once done that. Oh yeah. No. I'm the kind of person that would fall asleep anywhere when I was younger. I mean, I can't do that anymore, but... I wish. (laughs) Uh, Oh, my goodness. Well, let's jump on this next question. I feel like... um, I like this one. It's... So, my friend Christy actually asked this, but she said, what are some things you guys learned about each other or your relationship after you moved in together slash got married? Which, for both of us, we didn't move in together until after we got married. Um, Any words of advice for those of us heading toward either moving in together or marriage oh my gosh where do i start no birth control <laughs> i was crazy on birth i mean control. We, what i mean is the pill the- <laughs> i was nuts what skylar means is that which we've both talked about this on the yeah. podcast before so we don't have to spend too much time on that but basically like we both like birth control made us crazy people yeah, find find a way that doesn't throw your hormones out of whack and isn't <laughs> toxic for your body that's well specifically that's for you no nice. judgment truth is we all just have to do what works oh, for us yeah no i think the thing it was funny um i didn't realize how differently we would be in the home when it comes to our flow of how we do things priorities priorities yeah. uh-huh. uh and i think that was probably the biggest stress point in our marriage was I didn't hold the same value on things that he did. He also grew up in a household where his mom was ridiculously clean. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm talking scrubbing baseboards once a week. Like, she no. was a very detail-oriented kind of person. I didn't grow up like that. Yeah, part of nope. my chore uh, uh, every other week was to take all of the pots, pans, dishes, plates, cups, everything out of all the cupboards in the entire kitchen and take warm soapy water and a rag and wipe all of them down for dust and then put them all back once a week aren't they in a cabinet they're in a cabinet they're fine yeah 
You that, using them? Okay. No. I know. No, there's dust in there. There, there could be. Apparently, she's, she's right. She's you'd absolutely like, you'd right. You'd probably wipe all of them down and be like, "I found dust in one corner." Yeah. Must have been the corner I missed two weeks yeah, ago. Like, oh, but you got it. Good job. You got the one dust ball. No, she was just oh, so detail oriented, and I wasn't like that. And he didn't expect me to be like that. But there were moments where it. <laughs> we By the would... way, I love you, mom. I'm. I'm just. I'm, <laughs> I'm saying <laughs> thank I do, you I for helping me work so hard. Well, but we had to really meet in the middle on our expectations of how a household is run and like how how your household was going to be run, yes. not a household, and right? Because everybody's just so different. Yeah, we yeah. had to have that discussion, but it didn't. It took us probably through most of the first year of our marriage for us to say we're arguing over the dumbest things. Yeah, can we can we just talk about this? Like, I would take too long to fold my laundry. Hundred percent, I still do that. Well, I'm a little better about it than I used to be. But. You are a lot better. So what would your advice be? I'd say meat and potatoes of it is there are a couple things to hit um, in bol- like verbal bullet points. How do you manage money? Do you manage it differently? If so, identify the differences. Have the conversation. <laughs> have the, at least have the conversation. Yeah. Go from there. Um, what kind of environment do you like to live in? Do you like to live in a chaotic environment or a nice, neat, orderly environment? At least have the conversation compromise go from there whatever uh the next meat and potato thing i would say is that there these days especially there is no real man woman role amen it's different right and And we've known that since the beginning but doesn't make it easy to navigate i can't believe we came to that realization quite early is that there's no man woman role anymore and that it's all about what works best for the pair of you and you got to figure out what that is. There's when, no such thing as normal. Yeah. When one person says, you know? that doesn't work for me, that's a deal breaker. And the other person says, oh, well, that doesn't work for me. That's a deal breaker. Well, you're now in an impasse, which is not uncommon in marriage. It just means that you have to compromise and you have to be okay with compromise. Mm. And give up the, give up the uh, inherent need or want to be so stubborn that you're going to get your way no matter what. Mm. Right? Or that you're always right. Yeah. So that's the meat potatoes of it. Yeah. Josh, how would you answer this question? I would say play to each other's strengths, whatever those mm-hmm. may be. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. We've kind of, <clears throat> excuse me, we've kind of split up household chores in that I generally tend to do the dishes uh, because I absolutely hate doing laundry and I'm slow at it. It's okay. Um, and Cassie does the laundry. And so we've kind of split these things up as best we can. Um and then the other thing I would say is just assume that that person is going to change and you can fight it and things aren't going to go well or you can um, be okay with it and acknowledge that that's going to happen before it happens and accept them for whoever they become. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, we, it's a hard lesson to learn. I, I've changed a lot since when we first got married and really just came into myself. I was pretty stifled when we first got married. Um, and not by him by any means, but just by not, just not knowing. I mean, we got married so young. Oh, we yeah. We were 19 when we got married. It's like, it's we're, it's just maturing, we're babies. You know? Yeah. And, and the truth is, like, I see when you hear, when you learn your Enneagram type, they talk about the stages from, like, healthy to unhealthy. And I was, like, an average or unhealthy eight in, the, in those years because I was a kid. I hadn't figured stuff out. I had my own trauma. I had my own, you know, stuff. And, uh. I, when we, when we moved in together after we got married, I think the most interesting thing to me was that we both had to be very upfront with like how we grew up and how the household went from what we were used to. 
and then real real from the other side of it on like if that was realistic so josh was always willing to split household duties with me he never came from a place where he wasn't willing but no like we both unknowingly allowed me to do everything when we were first married and we were both working about the same amount of hours I might have been working more we were both going to school and I was definitely studying more and had more class hours and so I was like I need to do all the laundry and I need to do all and not because I was a woman but because that's what my mom did Mm. and he this kid did not know how to do laundry like yeah I was like no please even literally today he throws a load in and I was like don't don't put those in together because I asked him to do it while I was getting ready. I and do the dishes. Yeah, I know it's it's fine. Yeah, we, there's one soap. Yeah, I established. We we figured it out, but but it took his mom did everything for him, mm-hmm. and that wasn't necessarily like his thought out expectation, but like subconscious a little bit, yeah, almost just not and so, realizing. Yeah, it took us yeah. talking about it there's and a me fairy that does the laundry. And it well, what would happen was I would get extremely overwhelmed. Like I would be on my cycle and literally just like have a crying fit and be oh, like, I'm super overwhelmed. I don't know what to do. I feel like I'm doing everything. And you're not. And he's like, well, what do you need me to do? Just tell me. It's fine. Like, let me just problem solve. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it took us a while to figure it out. So when we, I would just be like really clear about, um, about what you about what about housework like that you're willing to do and that you like to do and nobody really likes any of it change too but truth be told like getting a house cleaner is one of the best things we've ever done for i'm so ready for that and it's only been like what six months maybe and and it takes away so much stress because it's one of those things that we had contention about because we had different expectations about what clean means yep and um and, and picked up and all of that and we kind of we have to keep our house picked up so that when the house cleaner comes they can actually clean under all the services and the things yeah so it makes us keep things orderly to kind of in anticipation for that and we both do it which is helpful um and so i would just say like no matter what it is just like talking about your expectations but get i would get real clear on like your love languages and your Enneagram type and your tendency and talk about how those happen like for each of you. Cause I feel we did a lot of, um, we did the love languages in like a premarital class that we took. Um, and it was great and it was through our church, but you can just read that on your own and, or if you're working with a counselor, you can do that too. I would definitely recommend premarital counseling. Oh my gosh. Because they're going to bring up questions that you haven't even thought of about money. About yeah. expectations, yeah. about, I mean, depending on who you're talking to. Because you look at that person, you're like, yeah, I, I love you. What else could, what else do we need? I know, love and is blind is a real thing. Yeah. <laughs> it really is. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> oh my goodness. Like, I would have accepted anything about this guy at any state. <laughs> right? <laughs> I would have been like, that's cool. We'll figure it that's out. That's cool. That's cool. <laughs> so I think this next question is more interesting if I ask Josh. I love it. Hey, Josh, how do you feel about your wife earning more income than you? If that's the case. Well, it's starting to be the case. <laughs> and um, I am thrilled. Yes. Thank um, you. I've always, well, I'm a teacher. I've, I've never been like money's whatever. It's, I'll yeah. get paid whatever I end up getting paid. I don't do it for that. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's allowed me to like just wholeheartedly throw myself into that career and has been super supportive the whole time. So I don't think I have a right to be anything but. Um, so, and I've always known that she would make more money than me in the long run. Um, it was just kind of a matter of when and how. And so 
it's finally happening. And I am very, very thankful to eventually move out of our little house. <laughs> I like our little house, actually. I don't, we, we talked about like house size the other day. And it was just like, we don't want anything that's too much bigger than what we have. Like one more bedroom would be great. A bedroom for our child would be nice. That's yeah. not ours. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm with you. Yeah. I'm with you. We're, we're, we're there. Um, I will say I wouldn't be able to like run after a career where I can, there's no ceiling on my earnings, which I love as an eight, by the way. Sure. <laughs> I love it so much. And I'm very financially motivated because of my past and just when I when I am not earning what I want to be earning or what I feel like I could use to help our help ourselves to better other people to give when I want to give like I feel like that power is taken away from me so I'm very financially motivated but I wouldn't be able to do any of that without um, the stability and security of his job because he has the insurance and he has the benefits, yeah. which I don't have to worry about, which is a huge load off for the both of us. So I was able to detach um, from like the traditional job. Even when I was working in food service, I didn't have to have that um, additional insurance or anything like that. So that affords me a lot of freedom when you have that like home base and security. And for me, someone who like is always seeking like something new or a new project or all of the businesses, let's start three of them. Cause one's not enough. Right. Um, he's it's, it's always been because I feel so secure in like our home and safe and what we have. So that's something that's really big, both like emotionally and financially. Yeah. Um, for that so that's kind of my side of that but know, he's never had yet. a problem with that before <laughs> I know we're, we're not there yet but I want to pose a slightly different question for you then Sky mm. so how are you going to feel when I start making more money <laughs> than you it can't come soon enough <laughs> in my opinion uh, seriously he's coming home okay, more so and more the answer days. is they fully support it <laughs> yeah. yeah no 100% I mean she is right on her way. I mean, it's going to be any time now. She's got so many uh, things in the mix. And I'm um, just super proud of you and what you're doing. And you're just working really hard. And See, speaking my love language. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, I mean, I don't feel any... Uh, I don't feel emasculated. I would, I would, you know, at, a, at any means, any stretch. <laughs> and can I be real? He's a better homemaker than I am. Same, same. I can like. Yeah. I can be. Yeah. He's a better gardener I'm, than I am. He's a better cook I than I like am. I do like the garden. It, so Josh <laughs> thinks he's not. I like your. I saw your wheels turning when I was like same. But the truth is, when I, I mean, when we were in the like the throes of early, early parenthood, and I was a hot mess trying to breastfeed, we were struggling. He literally was like, "Cool, I got laundry, I got dishes, I got cooking." He did everything for us for 10 12 14 weeks i mean forever in the beginning mm -hmm. like i literally i got used to him bringing me things so oh, after a while of me being perfectly <laughs> capable perfectly capable of getting up myself and because it's because i was breastfeeding and i was sitting there and he was trying to like <laughs> oh my gosh i literally i got so used to it and so conditioned i mean <laughs> nearly like ringing a bell and after a while he was like babe you have to stop asking can't me anymore. i can't i mean i just need and i was like oh my gosh i'm so sorry no i think was, it was uh, me saying get it yourself <laughs> <laughs> finally my passive aggressiveness finally just gave way to bluntness oh yeah, well, yeah i need to learn about the like stress the stress wing for nines then 
Like, where do they go in times of stress? I need to look that up then. Uh, I'm going to look it up. What, internally? What it's a, I think it's a six. It's like the negative of a six. I, I got it. I have it pulled up already. Hold yeah. On. I was just going to say real quick, my, my problem solvingness is a version of that where Genevieve will just comment, be like, mm, it's cold in here. Without I'm, even thinking about it, I'll just get up, walk over, and get her a blanket, and sit back. I'm like, oh my gosh, what did I just do? Get your own blanket. <laughs> You've enabled. Put on a sweatshirt. I'm an, yeah, I'm an enabler. Yeah. yeah. And, and how many times have I just been like, oh, I wasn't, well, oh, oh okay. Thank yeah, you. and I'll be like, I just, oh, I'm an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> what okay. have I created? Exactly. We have one more question, and it's a fun one. Um, what's an ideal weekend for you guys? Oh, I think we just had one. My opinion of, or just yeah. between I mean, the two of us? Yeah, either way. <laughs> careful what you say. What'd you say? He said, careful what you say. Yeah. Well, I think we kind of just had one. It's like the first time that we've had an opportunity to genuinely do what we wanted. Oh. With no. I thought you were going to say do nothing. I was like, you hate it when we do nothing. Oh, no. I hate it when we do nothing. No, I got to do stuff that I wanted. He got to do stuff he wanted. Yeah. And it was productive, but it was on our own schedule. We love to get outside. We love to go do things. This type of weather, it's like go to the gym Mm -hmm. because it's just too junky to go be outside but we like to do things but we want to do it on our own time which rarely happens we always have like all sorts of things are you guys like get up early to accomplish stuff and like go do fun things or sleep in Um, depends no it's like this weird in between where we both get up super early during the work week and then on the weekends we're up by 7 38 you know so kind of sleeping in to us that's sleeping in and then You know, because we both get up at like 530. Um, Yeah, I think doing whatever we want, but not planning it beforehand. Mm. But still staying together as a family and doing normal stuff. And still being able to like have a little bit of serendipity. Like if we want to like, I don't know, if we want to during the summer, if like we wanted to drive to the beach. Like if we wake up at like 9 a.m. on a Saturday and it's like, hey, let's go to the beach you know let's drive two hours and go which never out. happens we never get these opportunities but i think that's why we cherish them so much yeah that kind of thing what about what about you guys what's an ideal weekend for you guys well for me it involves getting outside mm. um i think it was was it a week ago we had a friend come over and we'd already kind of planned to go on a hike and so we had a really slow morning um got to sleep until eight and then had coffee and breakfast and uh, yeah. did that whole thing and then it was finally like all right let's go and we got outside and did a i don't know it was only like three or four miles um but got to bring the kid along and throw some rocks in the river and it was a good day we had a thing called poo sticks oh we do that yeah mm-hmm. ah yep yep <laughs> winnie the Pooh for you younger folk so i'll answer this too i um i like it when we can um not necessarily divide and conquer but both get a little bit of time to ourselves for like a half day during the weekend mm-hmm. and then that way i don't I, I like having that time personally because it gives me time to like do creative cooking and kind of chill and just be in the kitchen and really what i want him to do is like grab little man and like head out and go outside and they can both get their outside time and I can get my inside with no interruptions time. But it's also a time where no one's asking anything of me at work, too. That's so funny. We had that's what we had this last Saturday. Yeah. He he took the kids up to um, an empty gym and they played basketball and ran around and I got stuff done. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. And I, but I did it leisurely. I wasn't checking my clock going, okay, how much time do I have until I have to start dinner? Or when do I have to pick up kids? And, and oh, I need to switch my laundry yes. around. Like, oh my gosh, a day with no dropping off or picking up. I So great. Uh, yeah. It's the best. 100%. Especially I mean, even though we're really, day. we're very happy for school and for childcare. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so I, a little bit of that and then some quality time with, with friends is really important to me and we don't do it enough and we get to do red now. You guys are going to sign off and go get some dinner together. Oh my gosh, I'm so hungry. It's going down. So anyways, um, thank you for being a part of the podcast with us. You Thanks. guys. I know. Thanks for inviting yeah, These guys were so game and weird. What are we going to talk about? Well, we're going to talk about love languages, personality quizzes, tests, and Skyler's just like, Not anything specific? Yeah, anything specific? And I, I was like, no. The best part is, <laughs> I told you, I said, before we head into this, Josh is going to want to know what we're going to ask him ahead. Yeah. And like, just have some idea. And you were yeah. like, oh, Skylar's not going to want to know. And then he asked you, me. It wasn't true. He know, wanted to know. I was, <laughs> it kind of surprised me. I thought he was going to be like, yeah, sure, whatever. But no, he's like, so what do we, no, really, what do we actually, well, <laughs> there's a difference between flying by the seat of your pants and not being recorded and then flying by the seat of your pants and being recorded. Yeah. This, <laughs> this is, is evergreen. It's evergreen. It's not Ugh. going anywhere, people. <laughs> Well, we're really grateful, and I know I can speak for Genevieve in this case that we just couldn't do any of the things that we do without you guys. So we're just really grateful to have supportive partners, and our hope is that our listenership is full of people with the same supportive relationships, and uh, maybe we could flip the idea of the traditional marriage on the head because we're all about that. I know, and even if you don't have any like firm romantic interest this Valentine's Day, we hope that you've got the same kind of support around you and that you're creating that kind of environment for yourself. Yes. Because everybody deserves this kind of environment in their life, especially as an entrepreneur, but anyone who has goals of any kind, yep. <laughs> which is hopefully everybody. <laughs> has this kind of environment and that it can be created and can be appreciated this valentine's day you don't need the twitty twitty expensive stuff (laughs) we're just happy that you guys could join us thanks so much thanks for joining us today on this episode of rebel heart radio you can visit our website to submit a question at www.rebelheartradio.com or you can hop on our instagram you can ask us anything we love to get to know you guys Don't forget to subscribe and give us a review on iTunes and we'll catch you guys on the next episode. Okay. Get the show on the road. Okay. We want to eat. Yes. Yes, we do. Yeah. You still have to match it. Oh, you're right. You boop. You have to boop. You have to boop. Not boop. Boop. (laughs) I know. I said, I said boop. I said said boop. You're not doing it. Oh, but he can. <laughs> what are you doing? It's got to to pee. <laughs> he just hands me his phone. I must pee. <laughs> I must pee. I'm not the most subtle of beasts. Are you? Are you we good? need to go to some Taco Del Mar. I know Taco disgusting. Del Mar. That sounds like a stomach ache. Yeah. On a first date. <laughs> There's not going to be any kissing then. We're already 45 minutes in. No, we're not. No, we're 20, 20 minutes in. Oh. Okay. Sorry. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> you just want to be done already. You only well, answered one question. There's just so many more questions to go. I'm just, I'm this looking is what here. This you every time. This is how it goes.
<laughs> sorry, Josh. I saw that. He's like, oh. It's really loud. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> sorry. Ears. We have to get the spike. Where's the volume control? Don't, don't touch anything. <laughs> it needs to go down <laughs> just Let it a begin. little bit. Here. Do not touch anything. Let it We're begin. not going to be screaming again. It's okay. Really it was just screaming. the one time. <laughs> okay. We promise. We just need the it's one okay. spike. So my ears are sensitive. I'm this going deaf. My, this is my anti-conflict nine. <laughs> <laughs> You're already bringing this in. It's yeah. I mean, uh, we haven't even, we haven't started. Don't worry. It's okay. That one, right? <laughs> don't don't touch anything. Do not. No, it's not that one. Please do not touch anything. It's that one. It is. Got that one. it. But don't touch it. <laughs> I'm in control. <laughs> mm-hmm. it's n- the button's nearest to me.